This is a very special episode of the Feel Your Fandom podcast. There are potential trigger warnings in this podcast, uh, specifically regarding suicide, suicidal ideation, depression, anxiety, things of that nature. If this is something that bothers you to a point where you feel it might be unsafe to listen, I am advising you not to listen. Uh, The intention of this podcast is to help and provide a conversation that might uh, help other people who need it. But if it's something that is going to trigger you, I want you to be aware going in. Thank you. another episode of the Fuel Your Fandom Podcast. My name is Saint. I want to thank you for joining us again today. Uh, just a reminder for everybody, if you're looking for where our podcast can be found or any information about our podcast, we do have our new webpage, fuelyourfandom.net. Uh, I'm working on updating that as often as possible. However, I'm not a web programmer, so I'm still kind of getting my feet under me on that. Um, but definitely uh, check it out. And if you have any tips or tricks or uh, advice to give, I'd, I'd be more than happy to listen. Uh, you can send us an email to feelyourfandom at gmail.com, or you can also log into our Anchor page where it will give you a list of all of the different places our podcast can be found, which includes Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, in addition, we are proud on Facebook as well, so if you want to go to facebook.com forward slash feelyourfandom, you can find us there. The uh, idea behind this topic, this conversation that I wanted to have, uh, is very deeply personal to me. And it's something that I feel uh, a lot of people maybe suffer from themselves or have encountered in their life. Um, and, and, and specifically regarding uh, content creation and and being a person who has spent the better part of Uh, a decade and a half, almost two decades, trying to generate uh, media for public consumption, it is uh, deeply something that is on my mind. Um, And when that regards, uh, I'm I'm speaking, of course, about uh, imposter syndrome. Now, for those of you who may not be familiar with what the term imposter syndrome is, kind of like I was not familiar with what imposter syndrome was before about uh, a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, when my friend Eric uh, Trotman... uh, clued me in. Uh, I've found a definition on the uh, internet that I'm going to read for you. Uh, That way it's spelled out clearer than I could probably lay it out. And it goes, uh, imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. Imposters suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feeling of success or external proof of their competence. They seem unable to internalize their accomplishments, however successful they are in their field. High-achieving, highly successful people are often suffering, so imposter syndrome doesn't equate with low self-esteem or a lack of self-confidence. In fact, some researchers have linked it with perfectionism, especially in regards to women and among uh, academics. So, that's a long-winded way of saying that... uh, Imposter syndrome basically rears its head 
and and tells you it's 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 the form that my anxiety took and i can only really use myself as an example because i can only speak for myself i've had conversations with uh, other individuals who have told me that they feel something very very similar and so i know it's not something that is uh localized just to me and in fact as i stated i didn't have really a uh, definition for what I was feeling. I just kind of lumped it all together with this generalized sense of anxiety, this sense of uh, no good, this sense of no matter what I do, it all turns to shit. That's, I mean, I'm going to be 100% honest this episode. This is something that's extraordinarily difficult for me to talk about, but I figure it like this. If it's hard for me to talk about, it's hard for other people to talk about. And so maybe if they, even one person sees, uh, or hears rather, uh, me talking about it and, and can kind of be inspired from that to maybe explore where their anxiety and depression is leading them, whether it's a case of imposter syndrome or whether it's, you know, what whatever shape or form their anxiety rears its ugly head in. Uh, if it gets them to have that conversation with a loved one, with a friend, with uh, a trained professional, ideally, uh, then I've considered myself, I would consider it more of a victory, I guess. And so all I can do is speak for myself. So for me, uh, I've been a musician going on about 15, 16 years. Um, in various different bands and, and, and formats. And prior to that, I was into karaoke and all that nonsense. So I've been getting up in front of people and performing for a very long time. Um, and for me, that was where I got uh, my in front of people kind of start. Now, I did a little dabbling with acting back in college, uh, but I decided it wasn't something that really was what interested me. And so I started doing a lot of behind-the-camera work and, and ended up doing a, a few short films and, and projects of that nature. But uh, by and large, my creativity uh, for a large part of the last uh, almost two decades has been geared towards and centered around uh, performing uh, musically. Um, and what spurred me to join a band initially was I had a lot of people who told me that, Hey, you, you sing really well. Uh, you should make a band. You should form your own band. And I would kind of, you know, brush it off and, and, and be kind of, uh, flattered, if not horrified by receiving compliments. And that's part of my anxiety as well is that I don't, I don't receive compliments very well. Uh, I don't have the best self-talk in my own head. Uh, I'm, I'm not my best friend. Uh, and so to hear somebody uh, give me a compliment, which I'm, I'm eternally grateful to anyone who's ever uh, complimented me. Please don't, don't misunderstand. But what I'm trying to say is I don't internalize compliments well. Uh, so for me, for instance, and this is just a generalization, uh, if someone were to say, hey, uh, Saint, you sing really well, uh, you should be in a band. Uh, I would be gracious and courteous and say thank you and, and oh, I appreciate that. Might even blush, which is funny to see on a bald guy. But uh, 
inside my own head, I would be thinking, oh, he's just saying that to be polite. Uh, they don't really mean it. They, you know, they're just being nice. They're not, they don't have to say that. And, and, and ultimately what I never realized is they don't have to say that. But my head would not allow me to accept the compliment. It would always kind of shelve it and file it away and say like, oh, well, they're just saying this because of this. Or they're just uh, being nice or, you know. Their mothers told them not to say anything nice if they couldn't say anything at all, you know, that kind of thing. And and, and really, uh, after a while, I had to step outside of my own head and realize that I'd heard it often enough that I should maybe explore it. So that's when I started joining bands and, and, and putting myself out there. And initially it was cover music. And then it was a, as a member of a tribute act uh, before I finally got the the nerve to get up in front of people and perform music that I myself had written, uh, which was a special kind of hell for me. Uh, it still is to this day. I mean, I, I like to tell people uh, when they compliment me on being on stage or they like my lyrics or they like my music, and I'll say something to the effect of, oh, that's great, but if you could see, if my microphone was made of lesser materials, you would see finger grooves in the microphone from the white-knuckled death grip that I hold a microphone in. And, and it's just always been that way. And, and I'm really of the opinion that it's always going to be that way for me. I'm never going to be that guy who's comfortable in front of other people. Uh, and the reason for that is that I've got this nagging voice in the back of my head that's saying, you're not good enough. Uh, you'll, you're never going to be good enough. Uh, these people are just being polite to you. Uh, you should stop bothering them. Things like that. And it took me a great long time to realize that that voice wasn't accurate. And I don't know of a clearer or better way to say it. Uh, it took me a long time to realize that that's not really my voice. Uh, a few years ago, I decided to start seeing a doctor. Uh, the doctor put me on some prescription medication for uh, anxiety and depression. Um, from what I understand, it helped. It's really hard to see a difference sometimes if the difference is slight. It's really difficult to see a noticeable difference uh, in your day-to-day -day behavior, for me, anyways. Again, this is all based on my experience, my uh, concept and grasp of what was going on. Um, but then, what happened is, is, in this great country of ours... Uh, I couldn't afford to keep it up. I got laid off from a job um, for sticking up for myself, ironically. I had a co-worker who was mocking me about the way I was speaking to a customer. Uh, and I didn't swear at him. I didn't call him names or belittle him. I raised my voice above the call center hush that everybody speaks in and, and told him to mind his own business. And to please leave me alone. And what he's doing is not professional. And another co-worker in another uh, area of the call center uh, heard me. And I guess they hadn't been used to hearing me. And thought that I came across as intimidating. My voice, my demeanor, the way I look uh, was intimidating. And so they called the manager down. And I was investigated for two weeks. While I was apologetic for my behavior. While I was scrutinized and judged and... Finally, after two weeks, they walked me out of the building. 
the other guy who was tormenting me and, and making fun of me got to keep his job. And near as I can tell, he still works there. Um, I'm not going to name names. That's juvenile. But that set me back. And it set me back a lot harder because not only did it, it cause me to fall into a depression and a, and a funk spiral, but it also encouraged uh, my uh, insurance to lapse. And so once my insurance lapsed, I couldn't afford the uh, medication for depression and anxiety that I had been on. And uh, I had to go cold turkey. And for me, that was very, very difficult. But an unfortunate reality of uh, the climate that we live in, that we find ourselves in in um, 2020 America as it sits, is a lot of Americans are unable to take the medications that keep them alive and, and I was lucky in this regard is that uh, I had other avenues to uh, vent my frustrations to vent my uh, uh, anger my my depression my sadness my uh, all of my negative emotions and, and my positive ones too uh, but I had a methodology which I could do that and that was through my music I could sing louder i could write songs that were dealing with darker subject matter and it would allow me a place to vent that out that material um and so i was very very lucky in that regard that it wasn't life-threatening the loss of my insurance wasn't life-threatening the loss of my medication while a setback wasn't anything that rendered me inoperable or suicidal or anything like that and so uh, I count myself very, very fortunate. But a lot of people around the country don't have access to uh, medication uh, to control uh, bipolar, depression, anxiety, uh, whatever it is that afflicts them. And so we end up in a state where a lot of people turn to things like drugs or alcohol. And we we end up with a lot more self-medication, whether it's through... Uh, alcohol or through recreational drug use or through sexual gratification or video games or what I mean on and on and on the list goes on and on and on there are many myriad ways that we self-medicate that we uh, try to bring ourselves out of this depression and anxiety that we end up feeling uh, retail therapy uh, is a big thing going around and uh, Things like that. And, and and I fall victim to a lot of those different uh, courses. Uh, I've never been uh, a recreational drug user. Uh, I've always said to myself, I can't afford uh, a regular habit, much less a drug habit. Um, I've never considered myself an alcoholic. Uh, I do uh, drink. Uh, on occasion, I drink a lot. Um, but it's never been anything that overrides my self-control or, or overrides me and, and and I never find it a compulsion it's always a desire not a compulsion and I, and I guess there's a really thin line between desire and compulsion but I've always been able to control it and someone called me out on it at one point and so uh, to prove that I wasn't an alcoholic I quit drinking for an entire year which is I know it's 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 a bad metric to set but I figured the only way I could show and prove that I wasn't an alcoholic was to not drink. And and so I did it for a full year. Um, all of this is a long-winded way of saying that I, I found other ways and avenues to 
self-medicate. I self-medicate through uh, music. Uh, I write. Uh, I do a lot of uh, content creation type work, which are things like uh, this podcast, for instance. Um, I, I did a cooking show on YouTube called Cooking Ain't Complicated uh, for about a little over a year. And, and that's kind of where I found myself recently and which really kind of spurred this episode into my mind is, is because I really have thrown a lot of things at the wall to kind of see what sticks. I've done video creation, uh, short films, story writing. Um, I wrote a novel at one point that's still in the first draft because I can't bring myself to, to edit it. Um... I write music, I write poetry, I do the podcast, I do um, internet articles when I can, things like that. I do all of these different various content creating avenues uh, to try and stem the tide of uh, my anxiety, my depression. It keeps me busy, it keeps me moving. Um, but a lot of times that depression, that voice in the back of my head nags at me and says, Hey, you're just screaming into a void. You know, you, you are, you made a cooking show. Nobody watched you write music that 95, 99% of the people are never going to hear. Uh, you write poems. You don't even show to anybody. You have a book in a drawer. You do a podcast that gets at best 10 listens a week uh, 10, 10 listens per new episode and the brave face part of me says hey I'm doing this for me I'm going to continue to do this for me um, and if anyone listens great uh, in fact you guys have probably heard me say that uh, if you've heard me talk on this podcast I've said that out loud a couple of times sometimes it's difficult to ignore the voice in your head that says you're doing this for no one. And it pulls you out of that reality that you're doing it for yourself, uh, which I am. Ultimately, that voice is an idiot because I am doing this for myself. The reason I started the podcast, uh, I've been listening to podcasts for a little while, not many. Um, I find myself listening to music more often than not because I'm a musician and I like to hear uh, different inspiration for, for vocals and for... Uh, writing music and things like that and uh, I'm in a great band right now called Another Sentiment and we're actually getting ready to record and release uh, uh, an EP which I'm super excited about but I told myself that you know I'm writing music that no one's going to listen to I'm writing stories and songs no one's going to hear I'm writing books no one's going to read I'm releasing content that no one's partaking in and I got really into a funk a severe depression for the last two weeks because of it and it's really difficult to keep focused when your mind is like that now something not a lot of people know about me is I have very very strong uh, opinions about suicide and suicidal ideation the reasons I have those um, Someone very, very close to me, uh, when I was about 14 years old, uh, attempted to kill themselves. And I was the one who found them. And it broke me. Very, very, very close to me. 
and I, can, I can't name names. I'm not going to name names, but I was never the same after that. And they refused to acknowledge it. I've tried to have conversations with them about it in the past, and they act like it never happened, but it happened. You don't walk in on someone in the garage in a running vehicle with a note taped to the dashboard and find any other kind of alternate theory or story about what's happening. I'm 14 years old. It's easy enough to figure out. So from that day forward, I've always told myself that no matter how bad it gets, I would never resort to committing suicide. Uh, I've always rather looked at it like, uh, and and I know this is cliche and it sounds a little trite, but it always uh, comes across as a very permanent solution to a very temporary problem. And that's all anything really is in this life. Aside from life-threatening illnesses or paralysis or things like that, problems are temporary. Trouble is fleeting. And it's a very, very quick and easy answer. And I think that's what a lot of people think about is a very, very quick and easy end result. It's very goal-driven. It happens, it's done 95% of the time. I mean, there's... I mean. the math on this is probably not sound, but uh, there are cases where it doesn't actually work out, and that makes it worse. But by and large, uh, it's it's a it's a very quick way out. But what the problem is is it, it it doesn't really help others. Uh, you still have family members, acquaintances, friends. Uh, The people that are closest to you and you're just taking all of your problems and all of your stress and all of your woe and transferring it into someone else, making it their problem, which is completely unfair. And again, this is all my opinions. This is all my internal reasoning for all of this. And so uh, suicide and things like that were never really uh, on the table for me, never really in the cards. Now, I'd be lying if I didn't say uh, I thought about it. From time to time, of course we do. Everyone thinks about it, you know. We all have that uh, it's a wonderful life moment where we sit and wonder if the world will be better off without us. Uh, I mean, we all kind of go through that line of thinking and that rationale, but it, by and large, there's no evidence to prove it. You have no way to prove it. The only thing you can do is hang on. Because it does get better. And... and this voice in the back of your head, in the back of my head, it's never never going to go away, I guess. And, and I'm sorry for all those people who are looking for a happy ending, but uh, it gets better. There's medications out there that help. Talking to a therapist helps. Talking to those around you, the loved ones that you have in your life, that helps. Uh, finding good creative outlets for these emotions is this darkness, I mean, it definitely helps. Uh, without music, I don't know where I would be. Without this podcast, I don't know where I'd be. That's why I started this podcast. I was inspired by, uh, in particular, Chris Hardwick, uh, who a lot of people know uh, used to run The Nerdist. Um, he ran a podcast on The Nerdist for, I think it's up at like almost 1,100 episodes at this point. Um, somewhere down the road, it turned from The Nerdist into the ID10T podcast. Um, but it's really, it's him talking to mostly, uh, celebrities and friends that he has. 
And, and the conversations are just really, really supernatural. Not supernatural, okay. They are natural. They are calming. They're funny. They're warm. They're like a, they're like a, they're like a fucking hug. And, and that's kind of what I wanted to give back to is because uh, I find myself day to day driven in this direction of work, sleep, work, sleep, work, sleep. Every now and again, music, work, sleep, work, sleep. And, and it's a, a hideous repetitive cycle, but I was finding myself with it without uh, the ability to sit and talk with my friends to have conversations about things that I'm into, the things that I'm passionate about. And I find myself missing that interaction and that lack of interaction with my friends, those closest around me, was in fact making the, the, the situation with my anxiety and depression even worse. And so I decided that at that point going forward, I would try to set out to have these conversations with people that I'm, you know, these conversations are things that I think about in my own head, or things that I have text message conversations with my friend Lee or or Carrie about. It's like, you know, oh well, who's the best Star Trek captain? Or, you know, how did you feel that that last Harry Potter book and that last Harry Potter movie deviated from each other? What did you like? What did you not like? You know, who's the best actor or actress for a particular role? I mean, we have these conversations all the time, but they're never really focused. They're snippets. And I missed that full-on interaction, that sitting down with someone and just venting pure joy could be. And yeah, fandom has a lot to do with joy, but there's also a lot of uh, strong negative emotion. Uh, we talked about toxic fandom. We talked about representation. There's a lot of ways that fandom can grow and adapt. And uh, definitely those are parts of the conversations too. But by and large, fandom fanaticism, it means that you're opening up about something you're joyful about. It means you are embracing something that makes you you. I can get into a conversation about the minutia of Star Trek and Star Wars with people that runs hours and hours. I can talk retro video gaming for days and never really think about it more than a surface level conversation. But when I do these podcasts, I sit back and I think... After the conversation, I'm just, I smile from ear to ear because I realized I had this interaction with a friend. I had this interaction with uh, another person. I connected with another person. Not only did I feed and fuel my desires, my fandom, my passion, but I helped them to do theirs. And, and I mean, and it's not necessarily the same way that Chris Harbick does his thing, but by and large, it doesn't have to be. I can make this my own thing. I can do what I want to do. And the fun thing about this is when I help feed my passion, I make someone else feed their passion. And maybe they're explaining something to me that I had no idea about. And it sparks like eight different types of different uh, wormholes of conversations for me or a new show for me to explore or a new book series to read or a comic book or a video game or yada, 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 yada. There are infinite numbers of ways that this conversation that I'm having with people can not only bring joy and happiness and, and light into my life, but into someone else's as well. And so that's kind of why I did it. I want to be able to be the reason someone has that conversation, has that joy and, and pleasure and, and happiness in their life, because maybe they need it, you know, 
Like I said at the beginning of this, if I can help touch someone through my conversations and put a smile on a face, or I consider it a victory. And that's the same thing with this conversation. I, for me, talking about my weakness, my struggle, my anxiety, my depression, helps me to clear the air. So people are more aware of what it is that is behind my eyes, what drives me. And, and, and to that point, too, I'm hoping that if other people hear you know, how difficult it is for me to talk about it, that I am talking about it, and that it does help me, I'm hoping concurrently that it helps uh, them maybe find the courage that they need to talk to someone uh, and uh, get the help that they need, or even just have that conversation with a friend that puts a smile on their face for 30 seconds, you know, whatever it is that, that helps you through the day. That's kind of why I wanted to do this. And I know that I'm rambling and I'm kind of incoherent and it's been a very, very long day. I helped uh, move some couches into the house today and get rid of a bunch of stuff. We took a bunch of stuff to the dump and it was a very physically stressful day and, and, and I'm mentally exhausted. So I hope I'm not prattling on too hard. Uh, I go to record another new song for the EP tomorrow. I have no idea what the guys have picked. It'll be fun to find out. It might be the new one that I just finished writing. Um, but I really just felt the need to kind of, I guess, put my dirty laundry all out there and just tell people that, yes, I feel in the back of my head almost constantly that I'm doing this for no reason. That I'm making videos no one's going to watch, making music people aren't going to hear, making podcasts that no one's going to listen to. I feel that. However true it may be, however anything else that's there, that's that's the anxiety in me, that's the depression in me, that's that imposter syndrome. No matter what I do or how successful I seem, I'm never going to feel like that's real, palpable, tangible. And so I hope that me talking about it kind of helps vent that a little bit. It gives you guys a little bit of an insight into my head. And uh, to let you know that I am indeed doing this for, hopefully, the most genuine and honest reason. And the reason behind it is, I love talking to people. I want to be the reason somebody breaks into a half-hour rant about the minutia of Star Wars. I want to rate movies. I want to watch TV shows. I want to have these experiences with my friends, and that's why I'm doing this. The nagging voice will never go away, but I think I've come to a point where I'm not going to allow it to delineate what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. So again, I told you I've been in a funk for this last two weeks, so what I plan to do is continue forward. I'm going to continue working on the website until it's perfect i'm gonna figure out how to do that i don't know how to do that but i'm gonna figure out how to do that i'm gonna continue to write articles as i get the time and post them up on the website i'm gonna try to be more interactive on facebook uh and instagram social media in general uh for the page not just my own personal shit i'm gonna try and start cooking again and maybe i won't be creating videos for the cooking initially but I could take some pictures, 
of what I create and write recipes and post the recipes and things up on the website. It is my intention, and I'm putting it out into the universe right here, right now. I've said it before, and I'm going to absolutely unequivocally say it again. My goal for 2020 is FuelYourFandom.net. My goal for 2020 is to reinvent and bring back Cooking and Complicated in some fashion. My goal is to reinvent Media Circus Productions, which is kind of the umbrella company I want to put together that encompasses all of this, which goes back to my Media Circus Films roots back in in college. Uh, It's my intention, and Arthur and Patrick, I want you to keep me on this straight and narrow if you're listening to this. I want you to keep me on it. I'm going to write the short film that's been in my head for the last five years. It's getting written this year. Maybe even produced this year. That's my goals for 2020. Maybe they're a little pie in the sky. Maybe they're a little lofty. Maybe that voice in the back of my head will be like, look, fucker, you can't do all of that. You will fail. And I want to be able to have it on record and say, look, I'm going to try. Maybe I won't succeed. Maybe I'll succeed beyond my wildest expectations. It's really hard to say. But I'm looking forward to the challenge. And, and, and I think that's the big difference. Is that I know now what my anxiety and depression is doing to me. And it will get me sometimes. But it's not going to stop me. It's not going to get in my way. Because I'm the only person in my way ultimately. And I really hope that if you are feeling that depression or that anxiety or that stress or that sadness that you reach out you don't have to reach out to me you can oh I absolutely welcome it send me a message on Facebook Uh, send me a message on Instagram send me a message on uh, the anchor page you can send me a voice message on there send me an email to feelyourfandom at gmail.com If you have my personal number, send me a text message. Call me. But it's... If you're feeling that, I really sincerely hope you find a way to reach out and connect with someone. Even if it's just one someone. Because we've had a lot of examples over the last... Well, forever, honestly. But some real notable examples for me in the last, you know, decade... Chris Cornell, uh, Anthony Bourdain, Robin Williams. These are all people that meant a great deal to me and for a variety of reasons um, that have uh, killed themselves. And these are people that who on the outside, if you were to look at them, you maybe not wouldn't see the depression. You maybe wouldn't see the fear and the dread and the sadness. Because people put on an excellent mask most of the time. And it's real easy to get lost in that mask. So I'm I'm dropping my mask. That's what I'm doing this year. That's why I'm doing this podcast. This one in particular, this episode. I'm dropping my mask. 
I'm letting you know exactly what drives me. The voice in my head, the anger, the anxiety, the sadness. I'm putting it all out there. Because hiding it does no good. Hiding it doesn't get me any help. Hiding it doesn't start a conversation. So I'm hoping to start a conversation. You know, I want to be open and and honest about everything going on with my life. So, I invite you, if you have any questions or comments or concerns or bitches, moms, complaints, send them to me. Let's talk. If you feel like you need a shoulder to talk or to cry on, to talk to, a friendly ear, uh, a stupid joke, uh, hit me up. I'm here for you. The Fuel Your Fandom podcast is meant to be a ray of hope, uh, a beacon of passion and camaraderie and something that will make you joyful. Uh, that's ever only ever been my goal for this podcast. Um, it's not to argue, though I can. It's not to complain, though I will. Um, it's to find the joy in life and focus on that. Because God knows there's enough negativity and, and, and evil and horrible shit in this world that'll drag you down into a mire of just pure depression if you let it. So this is me fighting back against that. I'm not going to let it. And I'll have good days and I'll have bad days, folks, And but... You know, at the ultimate, the end of it all, I'm going to be here. And I'm going to keep trying to do this podcast for as long as I can. And I'm going to keep cooking, and I'm going to keep writing, and I'm going to keep singing, and I'm going to keep doing the things that make me passionate, that make me happy, that bring me joy. Because life's too short. It could legitimately be over tomorrow. I could step off the curb and get hit by a bus tomorrow. And that'd be the end of it. So I'm going to live every day gratefully. And that's difficult. That's really difficult for me. But anything worth doing is worth doing 100%. So, I apologize for the long rambling rant that this has become. The only way to get people to be open and honest is to be open and honest with them. So I'm really hoping that you know, you understand that your anxiety doesn't have to be crippling, though it can be. There's always someone out there who cares, who will listen. No matter how dark and bleak things get, just know that. And, and if nobody else, I'm here. Shoot me a call. Let's talk. But in the meantime, I'm going to keep making Feel Your Fandom. The best podcast I can. Uh, Next week, we've got a very exciting guest. Someone I've been trying to get on the podcast since the beginning. Um, One of my personal favorite people in the world. One of my mentors. And uh, I'm looking forward to that conversation more than anything. So, I do want to say thank you for tuning into the Feel Your Fandom podcast. No commercials today. Uh, This didn't feel right to split up into a commercialized thing this is a conversation for you and me and so from the bottom of my heart i want to thank you for listening to the feel your fandom podcast i am and always have been saint and uh, just remember what i always try to tell you 
Everything is fandom, and fandom is everything. Good night, everybody.